Welcome to Ponder Exchange, a podcast about Christian faith and armed service hosted by me, Brother Logan Isaac. First Formation is spiritual exercise for high church lowlifes looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join us every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 26, verses 1 through 8. Vindicate me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity, and I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Prove me, O Lord, and try me. Test my heart and mind. For your steadfast love is before my eyes, and I walk in faithfulness to you. I do not sit with the worthless, nor do I consort with hypocrites. I hate the company of evildoers, and I will not sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocence, and I go around your altar, O Lord, singing aloud a song of thanksgiving, and telling all your wondrous deeds. O Lord, I love the house in which you dwell, and the place where your glory abides. Jeremiah chapter 14, verses 13 through 18. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, here are the prophets saying to them, You shall not see the sword, nor shall you have famine, but I will give you true peace in this place. And the Lord said to me, The prophets are prophesying lies in my name. I did not send them, nor did I command them or speak to them. They are prophesying to you a lying vision, worthless divination, and the deceit of their own minds. Therefore thus says the Lord concerning the prophets who prophesy in my name, though I did not send them, and who say, Sword and famine shall not come on this land. By sword and famine, those prophets shall be consumed, and the people to whom they prophesy shall be thrown out into the streets of Jerusalem, victims of famine and sword. There shall be no one to bury them, themselves, their wives, their sons, and their daughters, for I will pour out their wickedness upon them. You shall say to them this word, Let my eyes run down with tears night and day, and let them not cease, for the virgin daughter, my people, is struck down with a crushing blow with a very grievous wound. If I go out into the field, look, those killed by the sword. And if I enter the city, look, those sick with famine. For both prophet and priest ply their trade throughout the land and have no knowledge. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 through 6. Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children, and live in love as Christ loved us, and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But fornication and impurity of any kind, or greed, must not be mentioned among you, as is proper among saints. Entirely out of place is obscene, silly, and vulgar talk, but instead let there be thanksgiving. Be sure of this, that no fornicator or or impure person, or one who is greedy, that is, an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes on those who are disobedient.
Good morning and welcome to the 13th Thursday after Pentecost. Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 26, Jeremiah 14, and Ephesians 5. Um, uh, the Jeremiah reading was kind of startling with God uh, talking about lying prophets and everything they do. Um, and there's the the reading from Ephesians seems kind of like a turn, um, and it stuck out to me. Verse 4 stuck out um, entirely out of places of seen, silly, and vulgar talk, um, which <laughs> uh, is uh, definitely a challenge to me um, and uh, how I've kind of constructed this podcast in PPUH2 because I don't, I don't shy away from obscene, silly, and vulgar talk. Um, and I don't think that... Paul is wrong. I don't disagree with him. But I think what makes for obscene, silly, or vulgar talk needs context. Um, Paul's talking about fornication and impurity. Um, and I think uh, what, so, I mean, in a nutshell, I think what, what counts as obscene, silly, and vulgar depends on who you are. Um, if you are, you know, say, a white person in the 1950s, it's obscene, silly, and vulgar to talk about forced integration of schools, of neighborhoods. Um, and if you're a veteran, or if you're one of the veterans I've spoken to in the last decade and a half, um, it's obscene, silly, and vulgar to talk uh, about the military or about our, you know, our, our task for the world, and all you ever hear is, thank you for your service. For a lot of vets, that's obscene, silly, and vulgar because it's so shallow. Um, and it ignores the great depth of experience that um, military service, uh, especially in the last decade and a half where we've been at war almost constantly, it ignores um, precisely the, uh, the, the force, the point of um, why people serve and what's going on in the world. Um, and I stumbled across this new term um, I honestly can't remember where I first heard it. Maybe Medium or something online. Um, but there's something I think... That one of the problems that the church has is what I've, I've seen, what I've picked up and, and started to use is toxic positivity. Um, toxic positivity is the inability of somebody or a group uh, to acknowledge... The, the sides of the emotional spectrum that are uncomfortable or um, are not positive. And I believe in positive thinking. I journal, or I've been trying to journal more lately, um, but that doesn't negate um, the, the importance of events that are simply, you know, violate any notion of positive that we have. Um, you know, positive thinking at the end of a firefight where you've lost you know three of your best friends like that's toxic you need to deal with the shit that's not positive and a lot of christians don't want to do that a lot of um civilian christians in particular don't want um to think or or talk about these things that are to them obscene or vulgar and maybe even silly um but what is obscene silly and vulgar are the things that are, are the inability to uh, be emotionally well-rounded. Um, I think you, 
I think we, as veterans and service members or family members, um, and maybe civilians, um, I think it is, it's imperative that we actually confront um, grief and pain and loss um, honestly um, and to accept that some of these things that are obscene um, cannot be ignored. Um, that, you know, Thanksgiving is not, is not uh, a solve-all. And that's why, I think that may be why I thought in verse 4 of like, thank you for your service, like, give me a fucking break. How many more times does someone have to say thank you for my service for me to be like, cured, quote-unquote, of my PTSD? Like, is there a number? Um, and I know that other veterans feel this way, or feel similarly, um, that this verse taken out of context, Paul says stuff like this elsewhere, but um, I think that it lacks an important uh, um, amount of context that it's not a, it's not an absolute truth. Um, what is obscene, silly and vulgar is contextual, it's subjective. Um, what is obscene and silly and vulgar to me is thank you for your service as though that's, that solves the, this social and um, cultural problem we have of, of military suicide. Um, but what is obscene and vulgar and silly to some civilians is um, people insisting on justice, people insisting on um, uh, confronting our, our racist history as, as a country. Um, and so the person in power sometimes or the person with more power may feel that something is obscene. Um, but the inability of society and communities to embrace, uh, embrace is the wrong term, to um, be challenged by um, the darker sides of life, um, the more difficult and painful moments uh, of, our, of our history as a community, um, that too may also be um, obscene and vulgar. In fact, I think God... As we, as we do here in Jeremiah, um, there are those who prophesy falsely um, that are speaking out of the deceit of their own minds and prophesying a lying vision. Um, and I, so I think there is, there is something like a correct answer, what is obscene. Um, but it's, uh, so what I mean by that is given context, where is this obscenity you know, occurring, if we have the context, I think we can make some kind of uh, more or less reliable judgment as to what's obscene. Um, and Tony Campolo um, and Derek Webb, I, I don't know which came first, but each of them have this, this line. I think Derek Webb cites Tony Campolo, but I can't imagine Tony saying this, but um, he says somewhere in a speech or a conference, maybe it was like a thing that he did for a while, um, that you, that um, he says the there's a problem when uh, speaking to this huge Christian audience. There's a problem when you have uh, when you're more offended when I say shit than with the fact that there's hundreds of thousands of children suffering from from hunger right now. Like, yes, shit is certainly seen as obscene, but what's more obscene? I think uh, there is something like uh, an answer, but without any context, without Tony pointing to 
the context of an American church, a comfortable, wealthy American church in a world in which obscene hunger exists, uh, the obscenity of the word shit pales in comparison. Um, and I've said elsewhere that sometimes um, obs- I, I use obscene words because in America we are particularly averse to um, discomfort and obscenity. And it's like v- Voldemort. Like we think if we just don't say it, it'll go away. But, I mean, that's ridiculous. Um, it won't go away just by ignoring it. That is the definition of toxic positivity. Ignoring pain and difficulty and injustice does not make it go away. It, it amplifies it because it protects that pain or it protects those causes of pain. It protects uh, the injustice and those uh, benefiting from it. And so what is obscene uh, depends on uh, this context. And so I'll continue probably to curse every now and then um, on this podcast and elsewhere. Um, and I suspect until military suicide you know, starts to go down significantly, I suspect I'll continue because there are obscenities that um, soldiers and veterans are, are, are being forced to hold within themselves. Um, and the church is a, uh, a place in which usually, very often, uh, insists upon positivity to the exclusion of, of real um, confrontation with human suffering. Um, and so with that, um, I uh, apologize for having a late upload. Um, and I'm still working on um, trying to get it a little bit more systematized so that there's a pretty consistent time every morning when it gets uploaded and hopefully soon that will occur. But I appreciate your patience. And I look forward to being with you again tomorrow and, and well into the future. conflict from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, you have bound us together in a common life. Help us in the midst of our struggles for justice and truth to confront one another without hatred or bitterness and to work together with mutual forbearance and respect. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.